Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. What's shaking, Red Nation? It's your boy Jeremy Brenner here for another Dream Take episode. And I'm going to start off this episode with an apology. We did not record this episode live on either Locker Room or Facebook. There were prior commitments that Mike and I had had tonight that we could not get this to go live, but we did want to give y'all something, so I'm recording this live after the game tonight, after our commitments have transpired, and here to give you this recap, I'm also going to start with a huge thank you to all of our listeners who have stuck by with us through this incredibly difficult season. Uh, but you know, I think part of this season has, at least for me, has been made better because of this podcast and the people that continually support us through it. It really means the world to me, Mike, and the rest of the Dream Shake crew. So we really would like to thank you to everyone who listens to us game in, game out from the United States all over the country, to the United Kingdom, to all over the world. We would really, really like to thank you for tonight and supporting our podcast and listening to this one, game number 67 and loss number 51. Rockets fall to the Milwaukee Bucks 141-133, a difficult score given the circumstances, but the circumstances in this game are definitely quite unlike anything that we've really ever seen with the Rockets. So coming into today, the Rockets had 17 players on the roster with 13 of those 17 carrying an injury designation, which means they had only four fully healthy people for this game. Now, I could you know, spend a whole bunch of time talking about who was out and why they were out, but it might just be easier to sell you who was not injured and that might be able to uh, solve your problems. So uh, the the injury report today only had Armani Brooks, Anthony Lamb, KJ Martin, Daquan Jeffries. That's it. None of those guys other than KJ Martin were on the team at the beginning of the season. And three of those guys are players that have joined within the last since the All-Star break. So to say the Rockets had the odds stacked against them tonight would have been an understatement. I think that, you know, it's definitely they definitely have the odds stacked against them, but they played one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. And going back to a week ago, the Rockets stunned the NBA world, beat them at home. And they the thing is, the Rockets match up well with the Bucks because the Bucks like to play small. They do have a long team, but if you look at it, like Giannis is a guy that's playing a power forward, but he could really be playing the small forward. Chris Middleton is a shooting guard that's in the small forward position. 
they have a lot in their in their backups especially they they play a lot of backups that are playing small for their position obviously we know pj uh bobby portis is someone that plays below their position or he plays a five probably should be a four and the rockets took advantage of that and tonight you know the bucks did out rebound the rockets like grossly which is very different than what happened a week ago I do think Giannis being there for the full game, he had 17 points, 11 rebounds. That definitely played a role in how this game turned out. And But also, at the same time, like the Rockets were playing a lineup tonight that is just so not going to be what they are moving forward. Like I'd be surprised, honestly, if Anthony Lamb was on the team next year. I'd be surprised if Daquan Jeffries is on the team next year. And that's not to knock against them. But, like, both of them actually had pretty decent nights. Anthony Lamb made four threes. It's 14 points for him. Daquan Jeffries had 12 points tonight. was five of six from the field. Pretty pretty efficient night for him. But if you think about it, just those guys are on contracts that expire at the end of the season. And we're going to get a new wave of younger talent coming in from the draft and from various other avenues through free agency and, and just the team will not be featuring these guys. It's it's such a unique circumstance that the Rockets were playing this team and with this group of guys. The Rockets did well, though, from the three-point line tonight. I think that was definitely something that we should definitely acknowledge here. 25 threes for the Rockets is crazy, considering the fact that they are one of the worst shooting teams in the league from the three-point line. They shot 47% from there, and I think that's why they end up playing this game a lot closer than it probably should have been. There was not a whole lot of defense as there, you know, was similar in the previous meeting between the two teams. And I think it's hard for me to really look at this game and dissect it and analyze it and all of that because most of what the Rockets put out tonight is not who they actually are, right? So, yes, these players have been on the team, but... These guys are not, like, this is not the Rockets team moving forward. Like, we talk about Kyrie Thomas as well, who was, you know, signed to be, like, he was signed to a 10-day contract in response to all of these injuries that the team has had. And now, and he came in today, never practiced with the Rockets or anything like that. 23 minutes, 16 points. Like, he also had a pretty efficient night, 6 of 7 from the field. You know, he looks good. He looked pretty good. I don't want to get too attached to him because I do think the 10-day contract, which expires at the end of the season, I don't think we're going to see too much of Kyrie Thomas outside of that. He's definitely a guy that will get good looks in the in the Summer League this year. And he might, maybe he'll be part of the Rocket Summer League team. It's I'm really excited to see that Rocket Summer League team. I hope there is a Summer League. There definitely feels like there needs to be one. This year, and the Rockets would be one of those teams that would benefit from a summer league more than any other team possibly. And I could see a like this is a summer league line like lineup that they put out today. Daquan Jeffries, Anthony Lamb will both be playing some kind of either summer league or G League next year. Kyrie Thomas will be on summer league G League team next year. Likely, same goes for Armani Brooks. Armani Brooks also played well. Tonight. Five threes for him. Five of nine from. Three-point line. Everyone on this team made the three tonight. So that that's a plus. That's a plus. But, yeah, the, the team is a summer league team. 
that, that, that played tonight. And it's really hard to judge them based off this. And they lost tonight. They only lost by eight points. They really hung in there. I, I'm really proud of the guys that, that played there tonight. However, I just don't feel like anyone other than maybe KJ Martin and Daniel House and maybe Armani Brooks, depending on how many of the guys that were ahead of him that were on the team in those roles during the season will be still on the team next year. I think Armani Brooks is definitely someone that has shown signs of, you know, staying power in the NBA. I would like to see him hopefully get that second opportunity with the Rockets next season so that he can kind of grow from this. Cause I do think he has a lot of growing that he can still do. And the Rockets, you know, he's gotten the playing time that's needed for him, for a guy like him. And he's been, for the most part, pretty successful. He, he's had some duds in there. He's had some duds in the mix. But for the most part, like, Armani Brooks is shooting. I'm going to look at his shooting, uh, his shooting percentages. So if you look at, if you look at his shooting percentage, he's shooting 35%. He's shooting 34% from the three-point line because most of his shots are threes. He averages eight field goal attempts per game and has seven about seven three-point attempts per game. He's had 112 shots in the NBA and 96 of them are threes. So I guess that that's what that's a real good measuring stick for you. And he's only been with the team for about a month and he's had six games in which he has scored double digits or higher. And three of those games come in the last four games. So 20 points was his career high, which happened Wednesday night. And now he, he backs it up with 19. So if we can see more from Armani Brooks in this style, I'd be really, really happy. I think, I think he's got some potential to be with the team longer than this year. And that's something to take away from tonight. Another player to take away from tonight and his performance career high from KJ Martin, 26 points for him. He looks like a different player. You can just totally see. It's amazing seeing who he was at the beginning of the season and now. And he had that crazy dunk on Brooke Lopez. And I was just super, you know, he, he gets you excited. He was, and, and it's easy to get excited about him because the other players around him don't bring that excitement. So when KJ Martin, who played the most minutes tonight, like 39, like that's not what we're expecting out of KJ Martin. And that's not what his career trajectory is. He's not supposed to be a guy that plays 40 minutes a night, and he's not the kind of guy that's supposed to be your leading scorer. But there, but here we go. Here we are, because this is one-of-a-kind season. This is a one-of-a-kind, one-in-a-million season that we're never going to see again. So this is what we get. KJ Martin's playing 40 minutes. He's making six threes, and he has 26. I don't think we're going to see that too often from KJ, but... It's nice to see that he's taking the opportunity, and this is only going to make him a better player, right? This is like playing against the best players in the NBA where he is a prime target. It's only going to make him better, and the fact that we're seeing this from K.J. Martin really gets me excited about him. Like, I, I think he could be—the fact that he is 20 is just so exciting. Like, I don't know what his ceiling is as an NBA player. It might be his dad. But also his dad wasn't really like, he wasn't really known for doing things like this either. Like Kenyon Martin, if I'm looking at his stats, just 
throughout the throughout the NBA, right? So he he played he played what fourteen seasons? He was first round pick in two thousand, and he played up until 2014, 2015. So yeah, he played fourteen seasons. He was an All Star just once. Look, if KJ is an All Star after being the fifty first or fifty second pick in the NBA. That's incredible. That's incredible. That would be a huge win for the Rockets. I think even now, he's still a very... This is a win for the Rockets. He's been much better than I think a lot of us expected going into the season. Granted, he's been given more of an opportunity than a lot of us have expected this season, but that's a story for another day, I guess. I think that like his dad was not... He was a 12 points a game scorer. But he was the number one overall pick. If KJ's a 12 points per game scorer, I'd love that. That would be awesome. Like, totally awesome. I I really hope that's what he becomes. But if he's even a 10 points a game scorer, or even an 8 points per game scorer, but he's able to to bring the resilience on defense as well, I I just it gets me so excited. I'm really excited to see what KJ Martin has in store and he is going to be the guy that I'm watching throughout this last week of the season to try to gauge more of what we can tap out of him because this is this is his opportunity and you can tell that he's taking advantage of it. He did that on Wednesday against Philly. He's done that today against Milwaukee and I'm really looking forward to see what KJ brings in not just not just tomorrow's game against Utah, which, first of all, NBA, why in the hell are we playing a back-to-back from Wisconsin to Utah? That just that is one of the most brutal back-to-backs I've ever seen. It's it's horrible, horrible. I don't know how the NBA allowed that to happen, and for a team that is as injured as the Rockets are, it's just it's horrible. And of course, like, that's the thing is when you just feel like the odds are stacked against you, it's really hard to watch. But I am very grateful that we still have really solid numbers within Red Nation and we are still very strong as a unit. And I'll say this, looking at tonight's starting lineup, I took a picture of it, right? Took a picture of it and I saw it on my on my Twitter feed and I put it as our uh, header at, at Dreamshake SBN. Go follow us on Twitter, by the way. And I also tweeted the picture, and I said, "If you ain't rocking with us here, don't rock with us." Period. End of story. You you see how like all of like last year, especially when the Lakers were, you know, when they were really good, they showed like their starting lineups of like like Jeremy Lin and and Wayne Ellington and like their their lineups when they were really bad. This was that moment for us where this is like the worst starting line if you possibly get. No Christian Wood, no Kevin Porter, no John Wall, no Bond. This is literally, I don't know if you could craft a worse starting lineup than what the Rockets put out tonight. But that's a thing. It's going to be that much sweeter when the Rockets are good again because of a night like tonight. And tonight, they look, they, they fought their ass off. And... What I'm seeing tonight makes me think that Steven Silas is going to be okay because he's instilled a culture within the team 
that is strong despite not winning. He's created a very strong culture that is going to fight every night regardless of the circumstance. And for that, he should be commended. Steven Silas should be commended, and the players that played tonight should all be commended. So thank you to the Rockets that played tonight that went against the odds, still gave their 1,000%. Don't have any issues with effort tonight, and I don't think Steven Silas does either. I think we just got to get past this season because once you can get past rock bottom, you can only go up. And I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. But thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode. Be sure to like our Facebook page. Michael Brown will be doing tonight, uh, tomorrow night, or tonight's, I guess, recap of the Jazz game. And he'll be back on Monday with the Blazers game as well. So be sure to go and like us on Facebook. And check us out after the game. Mike will be talking. Two late games yet again for the Rockets. We're on the West Coast, I think. We got Utah on Saturday, we have Portland Monday, Lakers on Wednesday, and we're at home for the Clippers on Friday, and then we head to Atlanta for the Hawks, final game of the season, Sunday, May 16th. That will be a very interesting day in the NBA, maybe not for the Rockets, but we'll definitely, at that point, we'll talk about the end of the regular season for the Rockets, and we will also preview the playoffs or the play-in series, which should be very interesting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this play-in series, especially considering how close things are in the East and the West right now. Chef's kiss. Yeah, it's beautiful. But again, guys, you can follow The Dream Take on Twitter at The Dream Take and at DreamShakeSBN. You can also give me a follow on Twitter if you'd like. Nothing fancy, just my name, Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E. NER. Be sure to also check out thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of The Dream Take. And until next time, go Rockets!